All right, good morning, my friend. Welcome to the channel. Welcome to uh, Sunday. Uh, we're out here, we just got here. I thought I'd turn this camera on real quick. Just uh, say hello. <laughs> hello. 28th and Pearl today, my Sunday location. Anyways, uh, it's gonna be a hot day. I don't know how long it'll last, probably all day. But uh, anyways, this is where I am, in front of the coffee shop and in front of the barber shop there, 28th and Pearl. And uh, this is what we're gonna do. Let me set this down and uh, get everything set up and do our sermon for the day. Love you. See you in a few moments. channel welcome to boulder welcome to 28th and pearl it's a great day in the lord jesus christ i hope today is a day that you go out and share your testimony with your friends or your family members or people that you've wanted to talk to for a very long time and have not or even a distant relative that you maybe have never met before but you know of them and you can find their phone number and you can call them and just share with them something that God has done in your life. Uh, it'd be best if you share your testimony of your salvation. That would probably make them happy. And uh, that would be a good thing to do on this Sunday, August 20th. How about that? Wouldn't that be wonderful for everyone to make a phone call today or a text message or an email or even go over to someone's house someplace, somewhere, wherever you are, and just tell them that Jesus loves them. Tell them that Jesus died for their sin. And tell them that if you don't receive Jesus Christ as your Savior on what He did on the cross, that that sin that they have in their heart, in their life, how they're living, is going to end up in a place that they don't want to go. Even if they don't believe it exists, it does not matter. It still is there, and it's set, it's set aside for all those who refuse Jesus Christ as their Savior. It's a simple act of believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a work of any sort. It's a free gift for the asking. All you got to do is ask. And the Bible says the reason people don't receive is because they do not ask. And if they don't ask, a lot of times they just don't believe. Because to believe is to ask. So believe that there is a God, that God created everything you see, that he, that he sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, to be buried and raised on the third day, now is seated at the right hand of God, interceding for you, my friend, who have never received Him, but He's praying for you. He's believing that you'll be saved. Many are called. And you're ordained to receive Jesus Christ. We don't know if that's you or not, but 
all have an opportunity to cry out to the Lord. We know that in the scripture where the lady said, true master, but the dogs eat of the crumbs of the table. Something like that. And Jesus told her, your faith has saved you. You're, you have great faith or something like that. I don't quote the Bible exactly, but you'll find, you can find that story of Jesus and that lady who asked uh, Jesus about him and uh, he said, I haven't, I'm not sent to the strangers or to the uncircumcised. I'm sent to the house of Israel. And that's what she talked about. She believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, even though she wasn't a part of the family of God. So there's, we have a free will to choose, but somebody's got to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you that many are going out today and tomorrow and the next day and all this week and probably all year long uh, giving out your gospel, publishing your gospel, preaching your gospel, making a mighty show of your word. And I thank you, Lord, that there are street ministers, uh, preachers all over the world doing your work, saints of God doing ministers of, being ministers of reconciliation. I thank you, Lord, that your family is growing. And yeah, I know, Lord, that many family members are you know, kind of choosing not to be a member of the family anymore. And uh, I don't know what to do about that, Lord, but uh, you know. So we thank you, Lord, that you've given us your word that we can live by. Live by every word of God. We can live in the word of God. And uh, we don't have to live by man's word, man's teaching. We can live by your teaching, Holy Spirit. And uh, we just love you, Lord. We love you, Father. And we give you all the glory and all the honor for what we're going to do out here today on the street and on this sermon right now. In your name, Jesus. In your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. All right. God bless you, man. Thank you for being here. The Word of the Lord was published as the title of our Sunday prayer letter. This is the August 20th Sunday prayer letter. I did not do a podcast or a video of the podcast. Uh, however, I did work probably about five hours on the letter. And by the time the letter was done, it was about 8.30 at night, and I was exhausted. I'd been with the Lord all day, even at that moment. And uh, the Lord gives us grace. You know, He knows what's going on. But the letter was written, and the letter is on the website. I'd encourage you to go to our website and read the Sunday prayer letter. Uh, or, you know, subscribe to the letter, you know, and uh, get it in email. And when you say, you know, when you get it, uh, that'll give you an opportunity to, hey, I'm going to pray for that ministry out there on, in Boulder, that, uh, Preacher John, I'm going to pray for his ministry right now. That's, that's what you can do when you get a letter, but uh, so far, people don't want to do that. Thousands and thousands of people I've asked about that, but uh, that is no interest to thousands and thousands of believers. Kind of baffles me, but uh, that's how it is. That's life, right? Like the lady up there in Netherlands on Friday. She came over and wanted to bless me and make comments on the back of my shirt. And I said, the lady just before you, just moments earlier, said to get out of here. And she stopped on her tracks. She looked at me, kind of dumbfounded because didn't know what to say. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people are churchgoers. They don't get that in church. Get out of here. She was very nasty, this other lady. Very, very nasty. Very, oh. That happened two or three times up in Nederland. That was two days in a row on Thursday in Louisville and Friday up in Ned. Normally that doesn't happen because I've been going there for so long. 
And uh, so the lady uh, kind of got herself together and she, after a, a few moments and said, uh, well, it's a sign of the times. Yeah. It's a sign of the times, but she's never witnessed or experienced the sign of the times. She read it in her Bible, it's a sign of the times. But I can almost, almost, I can't for sure, but almost guarantee that uh, she has never had anybody rebuke her for her testimony. I'm just guessing that based on her reaction when I said what I said to her. That's how believers are. They don't know what it's like to live the Word of God. They don't even, they're not really interested in the Word of God. They maybe have read it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, read the Bible, and that's good enough. On to the next book, on to the next book. That's why preachers keep reading book, writing books and writing books and writing books because people are always interested in the new, new thing, the new twinkling thing. Oh well, but here it says the word of the Lord was published. That's Acts chapter 13, verse 49. Uh, we're gonna go through all of Acts 13 this week. It's a very long chapter, 52 verses. I was kind of chuckling with the Lord. I said, how come some chapters are only 15 verses and others are 50 verses long? Why, why couldn't you kind of balance it off a little bit, you know? But he didn't answer me. I thought it was kind of funny though. I wasn't being disrespectful. I wasn't being mean to God. I wasn't tempting God. I was just goofing around with the Lord. He's my dad. I goof around with my dad. Don't you goof around with your dad? Or are you scared of your dad? I'm not scared of my dad. I have the fear of my dad, but I'm not scared of him. I have the fear of him. Anyways, a little different story there. So uh, what I want to do right now, before we go into our scriptures, I'm going to talk about the title of our letter this week. And again, the title of our letter is uh, The Word of the Lord Was Published. Uh, that's verse 49 in Acts chapter 13, the book in the King James Bible. <clears throat> One of these days, I don't know when, but it's really on my heart to condense all the knowledge I have learned over the last 10 years on why the King James Bible. Why that Bible? Why that Bible alone? And why not other Bibles? Uh, the Lord has just filled me with information on why, answering that question, why? And I just dabble here and there and just touch on it here and there, uh, hoping that people on their own will do the research on their own. But what I have found out People are not interested in really knowing the Word of the Lord. They really aren't. I don't care what people think or what they say to you. Christians really aren't interested in the Word of God. I was reading the Word of God yesterday and I kept crying. Where was that? I was writing that down someplace. I don't know if I was writing a comment or I was writing, I think I was writing on the letter. I, know, I can't remember. I was doing something yesterday. I was writing the scriptures. And I must have cried three, four, or five times. I would stop in the middle of writing the scripture and I begin to cry because I love the Word of God so much. And I would wipe the tears out of my eyes and I'd go back to typing the letter. And then I began crying again because I was reading it as I was writing it. And it was just, it just touched my heart with such tenderness and mercy and truth and grace. And it just overwhelmed me with physical emotion, tears were coming out of my eyes. It wasn't because I was peeling an onion. <laughs> the 
because I was reading a book my love wrote to me. That's what this is to me. My first love, the one I love, wrote me a love story, a book, just to me and to you. And when I read it, I see and hear and understand the heart of God. When I see and feel and understand the heart of God, it just moves me because I know what that heart did on that cross. The blood of Christ was poured out upon the world. So if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, your sin has been covered. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Another, another thing I want to say about the Word of God real quick is all my life I've asked God questions. I've always been that kind of a person. Always asking questions, silly questions, little questions that to most adults seem idiotic, seem stupid, seem childish. But I don't really care. I don't care what people think of me. I mean, I went through that phase years ago when I was in grade, grade, you know, junior high. I was always concerned about what people thought of me. But I uh, over, overcame that, thank God, overcame that. Praise God for that. And uh, I asked God silly questions, questions that kind of like what Mary asked of Gabriel, the angel. How's that gonna work, man? How, I mean, not of doubt, but just of wonderment. Like, wow, it's so cool to, uh, how's that gonna work? And Gabriel told her. But then Zacharias asked something almost similar, almost identical to the same angel, Gabriel. But he asked in doubt. And, God, and Gabriel said, well, sorry, dude, you're not gonna be able to talk for the next nine months. <laughs> and then what did, what did Zachariah do? Because his, his watch was on and he was in the temple. And he, hadn't, he didn't come out. He was hiding in the church. That's what a lot of pastors do. They hide in church. They hide in their office. Excuse me. They hide in their office all week long, pretending like they're working in all their volumes of books and all their idols. And their, I mean, I've walked in so many pastors' studies, and I just see idols everywhere called books. Anyways, uh, so I got rid of all, that, all those idols, and God's Word just flooded into my life when I took man's life man's books out of my life then god's words flooded into my life because there was room in my life now for the word of god but people don't like that they want to listen to man they can hear man they can see man they can touch man they can't see hear and touch god so since god can't do that then god's not important to them but god's important to me so i asked i've been asking this one question for as long as i can remember and I didn't understand the question of the statement of uh, his body didn't see corruption. When he was buried, he didn't see corruption. But David saw corruption. And I was going, I, you know, that really is an interesting statement, corruption, in the King James. And yesterday, I'm praying about that, and then all of a sudden, the Lord showed me that corruption is the decay of the physical body. David, King David, saw the corruption of his body, the decay of his body. His body went back to the dust of the earth, right? That's what the Bible says. The body will go back to the dust of the earth. Your spirit goes on into eternity, either eternity in heaven or eternity in the lake of fire. And, uh, but a lot of people just, uh, they just flip that off and go, oh, John, I knew that all the time. Well, that's fine for you, but I didn't know that clarity the, the 
nuance of that, that Jesus's body saw. He was in the grave for three days, three days. And there was no decay whatsoever in the body of Jesus Christ. And when you stop and think about that, man, who is Jesus Christ that he is the only one ever on the entire planet who did not see the decay of his physical body because he was in a physical body. See, see that's what I get. But people who uh, flip the word of God, oh, I know that, John. That's what some people may comment to me. And I've probably say, I'll probably say that off and on all week long, not on camera. And I'll get people's uh, reactions. And I'm going to tell you what their actions are probably going to be from the majority. Not everybody, but a big portion. They'll roll their eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, John. I know that already. I know that already, John. I know that. I know that. I know. That's what I hear from most Christians. Oh, I know that. I don't say that because I don't know. I want to tell God, Lord, I don't know. I want, to, I want a fresh renewing of your word inside of my brain and in my heart and in my spirit. I don't want the old word. I want the new word. His mercies are made new every morning. I was on the floor crying in the kitchen today, this morning. I had to break my prayer up in three different times. I had to get up three times because my prayer just kept on going on and on. I was just so moved by God on my floor. Do you bow before the Lord? When you bow, you're worshiping God. To worship is to bow down. How many Christians bow down in their home? How many Christians are in church? Oh, I worship you, God, but nobody bows down. I do. I make a spectacle of myself. Everybody goes, well, what are you doing, John? I'm on the floor. The song says, dance before the Lord. Guess what John does? He dances before the Lord. Everybody else is just standing there. The song says, I raise my hands to the Lord. I raise my hands to the Lord. I don't care where I'm at. See, people don't live by the word of God. They, they say it, but they don't live it. They say it, but it's not a part of their life. Not a part of their life. Oh, well, life goes on, right? So in Acts chapter 13, let's go back now into verse 49. This is the, uh, now that I've said all that, <laughs> everybody's clicked off and mad at me now. I don't want to listen to that guy. That guy's a radical. He's a, <laughs> he's very, he doesn't have the joy of the Lord. Uh, he's really judgmental. He's really condemning. He really, blah, blah, blah. I've had all kinds of junk thrown at me. Probably have it thrown at me today. <laughs> oh, well, I got the armor of God on. I got the armor of light on and I'm in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I make not provision for the flesh. Do you do that? Do you live the Word of God? I mean, it's really important to think about that because the title of our letter this week is The Word of God, the Lord was published. Do you first publish it in your heart? Do you study it? Do you meditate on it? I don't know, do you? It's between you and God. God, your life is going to be found out one day. Everybody in your life is going to find out exactly who you are. It's like me. My whole life, my whole life, let me let's say this. My entire life has been put on display, okay? Mustache is in my face, my mouth. <clears throat> my whole life has been on display, okay? That was in 1994. Somebody decided to uh, display on video and in written format all the sins I had ever done. Because, you know, I've confessed my sins before 
fellow brothers and sisters struggling way back when, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, you know. I don't do that anymore because I don't have that many sins to confess. If I have a sin, I confess it immediately to God. But I haven't had a sin for all week, probably two weeks. How about that? And if you say I have no sin, then you are a liar, according to the Bible. You're deceived. We all make mistakes. We all fall down in little ways here and there. Maybe you didn't do something really bad, but maybe you did something that you should not be doing, or look at something you shouldn't have looked at, or thought something you shouldn't have thought. That's all sin. So don't just think it's no big deal that nobody saw it. God saw it, and God recorded it, and it's sin. So if you look at a woman, you look at a man, you do look at something. I, I cover my eyes. I cover some things. You know, if I see something going by, I put my hand up. I cover and protect my senses. Anyway, that's me, though. I'm really radical about the Word of God radical about my life with God. I want to be holy. I want to be pure. I want to leave here without a spot, without a blemish, without any blame whatsoever. So I wash in the blood of the Lamb of God every day. I wash in the Word. I let the Word of God wash me, keep me clean, squeaky clean. You know. <laughs> but that's me. I know. I mean, I know. I'm weird. I'm trying to set an example, though. That's why I'm telling you this. I'm not telling you to brag. I'm telling you this because maybe you don't know you do that. Maybe you don't know to lay down. Maybe you don't know to bow down. Maybe you don't know to raise your hand. Maybe you don't know that stuff. I don't know. I don't know who you are. And so I'm an example. That's why I pray in tongues. That's why I lift my hands. That's why I do things out here to demonstrate to you. That's why I'm on the camera right now. I'm doing things to demonstrate, to show you that what you can do also. Why do you have to let the internet waves, the radio waves, and the television waves, and all the other waves be filled with Satan? Fill it with the Word of God. That's what it says right here. That's our scripture. This is our title. And the Word of the Lord was published throughout all of all the region. The Word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. So what I want to do here real quick before I go any further in the text is the first time the word published was mentioned. And that is in Deuteronomy 32.3. I'm going to read a few verses here. 30, Deuteronomy 32.3. They're not marked. I just, gotta, I just put them in my Bible this morning because I was praying and spending time with God this morning. How about that? What a novel idea. Spend time with God before your day begins. I'm getting up about an hour earlier in the last week or so. I'm actually getting ready for our class. It's supposed to start uh, uh, August 28th next Monday morning, not this coming Monday, but next Monday morning at 7 a.m. And so I'm, I'm needing to not wake up at 7 o'clock anymore. I'm needing to wake up at 6 o'clock every morning. And uh, that's been really hard for me because I work late at night. I work, 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 work. I put 12 hours a day in. And uh, sometimes that 12 hour ends at 8, 9, 10. Last night it ended at 11 o'clock, still working, still working, 11 o'clock. I said, Lord, I, I, I gotta, I'm done. I got I to gotta get to bed. I was working on our true study. I'm always working for the Lord, but I know how to pace myself. I know how to balance. I know how to take time off. And I know all about performance orientation. I know all about that type of wickedness. I lived it years ago. All right. Deuteronomy 32, verse 3. Because I will publish the name of the Lord. That's the first time it was mentioned in the Word of God. First time God mentioned the word publish. 
because I will, that's a declaration there, I will. Will you publish or will you say, oh, that sounds good. I'm not gonna do that, but I, it sounds good. I'm praying about that. So we not just publish the Word of God, we, we pay for other people to publish the gospel. We help them. We also uh, are praying, as a church, we're praying to also start funding and financing Bible publishers of the King James. That's not here yet, but I'm praying about that. I'm trying to figure out how to, how, to, how to do that. How do we get, how do we, how can we help pay for the printing of Bibles, of small churches? There's a lot of churches in America that are printing the King James Bible, the pure word of God, because other printers, big national, international conglomerates are changing the King James, such as Zondervan. They're changing the King James Bible. Lo and behold, right? People don't know that. But if you've been lost listening to me, you know that. So I tell, when you get a King James, make sure you check the printer. Just check the printer. Okay. Anyways, because I will publish the name of the Lord. It's on my banner. The name of the Lord is on my banner. I published it. Okay. Ascribe ye greatness unto God. I'm going to read a few verses here. He is the rock. Capital R. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. God, I can just preach forever. I just love the word of God. A, God. a God of truth without iniquity. Just and right is he. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Do ye thus requite the Lord? O foolish people and unwise, is not he thy father that hath bought thee? Hath he not made thee and established thee? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee, the elders, thy elders, and they will tell thee. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, separated the sons of Adam, God did that. God separated the sons of Adam. God's going to separate the sons of his Savior. God, not his Savior, but Jesus Christ. God's going to separate Christ's body. He's, he's, wait and see. Just, you, just wait and see what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. Just let it, let, just don't critique me don't criticize look at the word of God and think about what the father is going to do to the body of Christ just think about that don't judge it don't put it in a pigeonhole don't let man tell you what it's all about just let the word of God do that all right let's go to uh, Nehemiah 815 and uh, give you a, a beginning some more uh, information of what the publish actually means Nehemiah 8.15, Nehemiah 8.15, uh, Nehemiah, boy, where's Nehemiah? Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah 8.15, I think it's down here somewhere. Uh, am I wrong? Probably so. Sorry about that. I'm not perfect. Uh, Nehemiah, well, I've opened right up to it this morning. How come I can't, there it is. I knew it was right here somewhere. I knew it was in the Bible, somewhere. I know people judge me. Oh man, you can't find Nehemiah 8.15. 
Yep, they judge me because I can't find the book right away. That's happened so many times. People like to judge and critique and pigeonhole you and, and label you. Nehemiah 815. Is that what it is, 815? How come I didn't mark this one? Sorry, sorry. Hey, hang on, everybody. Oh, well, let's just see what it says anyway. 8.15. 8.15. Where is it? Nehemiah 8. Oh, yeah, that's it. And they and that they should publish and proclaim. See, proclaim. That's another definition of the word publish. Proclaim. In all their cities. In all their cities. That's what I do. See, I'm living the word of God. I am proclaiming the the gospel, the word of the Lord in all their cities. The cities of Boulder, the cities of this this week will be Lafayette, also Longmont. I will go to those cities and proclaim the word of the Lord. See? So Preacher John is living the word of God every day, here today, all day, tomorrow. Tomorrow is up there at Iris and Broadway, right? Proclaiming the word of the Lord, all right? Uh, Anyways, that's enough there. Oops, I lost my place here. Acts uh, 13, 49. Then I want to go to uh, Psalm 26, 7. Psalm 26, 7. Talking on the word publish. 26, 7. 26, 7. Talking on the word publish just for a moment before we get into some more text. 26, 7. Is that what it is? Oh, I keep losing my place. Sorry about that. Uh, 26 7 yeah I thought I marked all these but I guess I didn't uh, that I may publish with the voice of Thanksgiving so publish is also with the voice when people are on the street preaching the Word of God that is scripture that's Bible do you do that how many times I can't probably half a dozen times in the last four years some Christian will come up to me and quote some Bible verse that says, and his voice will not be heard in the streets. It says, so leave. You're not supposed to be here. I'll let you mull on that for a minute or two. All right. Let's go to Jeremiah 5.20. Another Jeremiah 5.20. There's 5.20. Uh, Five twenty. Declare this in the house of Jacob and publish it. Declare. To declare is also to publish. So now we've got voice. We got proclaiming. We got declaring. How about that? There's more to it. And I would like if you would read actually Jeremiah five uh, nineteen down to twenty three. I'm not going to do that right now. You ought to read that 19 to 23. It'll probably surprise you or maybe hopefully convict you. That's to declare. Mark 145. Mark 145. This is the most famous definition of, uh, of uh, publish. Mark uh, 145. Mark 145. Hallelujah, Lord. 145, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, publish, 45, but he went out and began to publish it much, and to blaze abroad the matter, to blaze abroad, when you go to the dictionary, you'll see the word blaze, B-L-A-Z-E, 
to blaze abroad is to publish, to publish, okay? So the reason I'm bringing this up, one of the reasons, one of many reasons, is because uh, when I came to Boulder in 2017 to build Gospel Evangelist Church, I did it like I normally do in the ministry for the first 11 months, and I gave up. I said, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do, because if everything I'm doing is not working, I quit. I don't, until you tell me what you want me to do, I don't know what you want me to do. But right now, I'm making mistakes. And I know that because that's, this is the seventh time. Six other times I made mistakes and it wouldn't shut up. I just kept making mistakes. Finally, God couldn't get my attention to stop making those mistakes and sent me back home, wherever home was before I came to Boulder. So I lived in a couple different places. But this time I recognized that I was making mistakes. And I said, Lord, before I go any further, I'm stopping right here because I don't know what you want me to do. And uh, after several months, many, many months, I've told the story several times, several things happened, but eventually the Lord gave me five words. And that started this ministry. Five words from God has touched over three million people. Five words. Five words from the Lord, yeah, five words from the Lord have touched over three million people and will eventually touch over 10 million people. Five words. Now you think about that for a minute, five words. Now, thank God I was hearing God's voice. I believe that God has a voice. The voice of the Lord walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. The voice here in the city. The voice, all right, the voice. And so that voice, in fact, I'm not even gonna tell you what it is, but I got five words and I, and it all relates to publish our title today. And uh, I also would like to have you read uh, Mark 13, 10 through 13. What does that say? Mark 13, Mark 13, 10. Oh, I know what that says, yeah, 10. Uh, Sorry, 13, 10, 13, 10. I think I know what that says, 13, 10. Something people don't like. Oh, it is right here, yeah. That's the Mark 13, 10. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. First be published among all nations. And go on down through there, and then verse 13 it says, uh, I want you to read all those verses right there. But verse 13, and you shall be hated of all men. That's what happened in Netherlands. That's what happened in Louisville. Happens every day. It'll happen today, I guarantee it. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. The key word there is endure. E-N-D-U-R-E. Endure to the end. If you do not endure to the end, you will not be, you will not get what you think you're gonna get. Let's say it that way. That tells you, once you're saved, there's a lot of things that take place after that act of salvation. But if you receive salvation, and you turn around and go right back into the sin life that you came from, the old nature, and keep living in sin and unholiness and unrighteousness, 
and you live like that, you live like, quote, the devil, you live in sin, you won't endure to the end, and therefore you won't be saved. I don't care how much you say you love Jesus while you're sinning. Endure, endure means you last forever. Endure has different connotations based on what the context of endure means. But if you go through the Bible and look all the different verses who have endure and endureth, you'll see a lot of information around the word endure. So it's a very, very key word in the Bible. Every word of God is pure. Now, I don't know what Bible you read, but this Bible, the King James, says endure, E-N-D-U-R-E. Endure. And so that word connects to lots of other verses throughout the text, from cover to cover. All right? Other Bibles are all disconnected. Disconnected. Anyways, enough of that. So this is the title again. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. That's what we're doing. Publishing the gospel. Hallelujah, right? What do I want to do now? We're in 13. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I brought some cantaloupe in my bag here. I put it in foil. I thought, boy, cold cantaloupe out here in this hot sun I think would be kind of cool. I got some homemade bread in there too. I'm excited about that. I've got some vitamins and minerals I take. I've already drank in three 14-ounce glasses of water like I do every morning. I also have another half a gallon of water that I'll drink. I drink during the summertime, I drink right at a gallon a day of water. During the wintertime, it's probably about three-fourths of a gallon. I drink a lot of water. Do you drink water? I take a lot of supplementation because a lot of the food we have doesn't have all the vitamins and minerals that you think it has. I don't care what people tell you. Do you eat a lot of garbage? Do you eat a lot of pizza and cheese and uh, uh, salty stuff and uh, uh, all kinds of meat, filling your gut with meat after meat after meat? Uh, do you fill yourself with all kinds of toxins? You see, all that, you won't endure. Your body will begin to decay and corrupt within. But you keep sowing those seeds within you, those are seeds of destruction. You eat a lot of candy bars, a lot of donuts, a lot of pies, a lot of cakes. Do you do that? Do you eat a lot of white bread? I tell you. Do you eat hot dogs and sausage and bacon? Do you do that? Do you eat a lot of hamburger? <laughs> no ham in it. I tell you. What you put inside of you is what's going to corrupt you. What you put inside of you is going to either build you up or corrupt you. That's why people die early. That's why people have heart attacks. That's why people have strokes. That's why people die of kidney failure. That's why people die and have to have all kinds of surgeries. But you can't tell people that. Oh, I love Jesus. 
Give me another Big Mac. Give me another half a pound of red meat. Fill up my plate. Let me pig out at the buffet. You see that? All these Christians who go to these big buffets, all you can eat buffets. They come out of church, 500 pounds, and they just have plate after plate, just stuff in their body, full of all this food. They have to, they have to take the whole booth just to sit out. They gotta sit at a chair. They can't sit at a booth. I've seen that, it makes me wanna throw up. But they say, oh, I love Jesus. Give me another plate of food. They have an ice cream. They stack all their ice cream and syrup and all kinds of sugar and garbage and junk. Oh man, this is so good, right? Same thing with your life. You read a bunch of books that are filthy and rotten. You read a bunch of newspapers that are full of rot. You fill, you fill your brain full of all kinds of movies that are full of rot. You read Bibles, holy Bibles they say, that are full of rot. And you can't figure out why you are where you are in life. That's why you're where you are. Because Galatians says, sorry man, I'm not gonna be mocked, God said. So whoever you put in your body, Whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. I was even, and let me talk about this. I'm so hot on this. I might even not read the verses today. I was reading on tithing. I've always had a question about tithing because, you know, I know tithing is in the New Testament, in Hebrews chapter 7. Also in Matthew, Jesus talked about tithing. But you go to the churches today, they say, oh, if you talk about tithing, you are a corrupt church. You're a church of Satan. That's all gone and done away with. You're an evil person. You're not saved. You're not born again. You don't know God and you don't know his word. I've had all that thrown at me. So yesterday, I'm asking God, I'm always asking God questions. And I looked in Hebrews, and my, I was looking at some scriptures to, for our letter, and my eyes fell upon Hebrews 7. And, and I just had, I wasn't looking for the word tithe. I wasn't, wasn't in, I had nothing to do with my talk. And uh, I saw there how uh, the priest received tithes, but that Jesus receives the tithes. And I thought to myself, if Jesus receives the tithes, I don't know exactly what it says, but something like that. I should quote the Bible. Maybe I'll put it in the video. I don't know. If Jesus receives the tithes, who liveth, uh, something like that, and you say that tithes are no longer valid, no longer of the, of the body of Christ, that you're not supposed to do that anymore, then what is Jesus doing? Then what you're really saying is Jesus is dead. That's what you, when you say there's no such thing as tithing anymore, period, you cannot tithe. If you tithe, you're, you're wicked, you're evil. But it says Jesus receives our tithes. He's alive. I tell you, I thank God that I'm a tither. Not to brag, doesn't matter. It won't have any effect on you, but it sure has a big effect on my life as a tither. And I make sure I give. And I give a tenth. It's a little bit more than a tenth. And I don't stop there. I give lots and lots and lots and lots of offerings. Nearly every day I'm giving offerings. Over and above the tithe. In fact, I gave more than my tithe. I give more than my offerings. I've given all my life 
all my substance of my life, all my 401k, all my retirement, all my life, I've given everything. I am no longer my own. Sorry. So if you're hanging on to yourself and you're feeling you're filling that body up with food and trash and junk, maybe you should think about tithing and giving yourself over to the Lord. Because in the New Testament it's no longer a tenth, a tithe. It's a hundred percent. A hundred percent of everything. Everything. A hundred percent of everything you own. Everything. Everything. Everything, everything, everything. And I'm talking about everything. Thing. How many people live that way? I do. I can't do it on my own. I have to ask God for help. I have to ask for help. I'm a kid. I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm a child. I'm a child. I'm not some mature adult that thinks they know it all. I don't know it all. I know very little. Like what I think I know, I don't know. What I know, I learn more. I mean, it's just really crazy. Anyways, that was something I thought was kind of funny. So God gave me two answers to questions that I've had before the Lord for probably 30, 40 years. I mean, I've always asked silly questions. I've got questions. Why? Let me ask you a reason, another thing. Let me say something else. I've asked questions like this all my life, and God has given me answers along. But in the last 10 years, I've been with the Lord 50 years, so 10 years is no big deal to me. It's just 20% of my time with God. Other people haven't been around for 20 years. Oh, what did I say? 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. Maybe they're 10 years old. There's... You know, 10% of the people that watch this channel are uh, teenagers. Not, not, 10% of thousands are teenagers watching this channel. I thought, wow, that's crazy, isn't it? How does YouTube know that? Anyways, uh, since I've been in the King James 10 years ago, 2014, next year will be 10 years, 2014, uh, summer of 14, I think. Uh, I mean, reading the Bible, I've listened to it much longer than that, but it didn't compute. It was just something to listen to in the truck. And uh, my prayers, not my, my prayers, yes, but questions that I've had before the Lord are being answered every week, sometimes many times during the week. And I've had more questions before the Lord than I can possibly remember. But when he answers me, answers the question to me, answers me, then when the answer comes, for some reason, the question that I had way back when comes to light also. I go, oh man, I remember I asked that of you. Wow, that was a long time ago, Lord. <laughs> you know, and I got the answer, very clear. And so what do I do when I get an answer? I wait upon the Lord. I do Psalm 37, four and five. The desires of my heart is to know the answer. So I get an answer and then I commit it back to God. And then if it never returns or it disappears, I know that really wasn't the answer. But what I call, if it holds water, that's kind of the way, phraseology I use, if it holds water, it's good. So I kind of watch to see if something's going to hold water or is it going to leak, <laughs> you know? And uh, if it leaks, it's not really the right answer. i got to find another answer. So I throw that out the window and I'm waiting for the Lord to have a, a good answer, an eternal, a truth, a tr an answer that is truth. Why do I want truth? 
because truth is eternal. It lasts. It holds water. It holds water. Lies can hold water for a little while. That's why people believe lies. They pour water into a lie. Oh, it's not leaking. Good. But if you wait around a few moments or a day or two, it goes, it starts to leak out. It goes all over the kitchen counter. <laughs> I have flowers and so sometimes the flower pots leak all over the place. <laughs> Put too much water in it, you know. And uh, anyways, God is good, man. All right, so I am not going to read. Uh, I was supposed to read uh, verses 1 through 12. Uh, I will do that tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to stop right there so that, again, the title of our letter is The Word of the Lord Was Published, Acts 13, 49. It will be in Acts chapter 13 all week long. We're in this theme, signs, wonders, miracles, praise, worship. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that we can be in signs. We can be in wonders and miracles and praise and worship because that's who you are, Lord. That's who you are. Our salvation is a miracle. It's a wonder to a lot of people and also a sign to those who are not saved. We're saved. And we're preaching and publishing the word of the Lord everywhere we go, day after day after day, week after week, month after year, year after year, Lord. This ministry and the ministry I'm a part of we publish the word of the Lord throughout our cities, throughout our state, throughout our country, and throughout the world. This little tiny dot of a ministry is publishing your word all over the world. Man, how can something so small, Lord, be so big? Only because of you, Lord. Only because of you. Wow. Only because of you. So, Father, we give you the glory because it's not me. No, no doubt about that. It's not me at all. It's not our church. There's nobody in church. It's just you, Lord. It's you, Lord. It's you, Lord Jesus. Man, we love you. We love you so much. Thank you, Lord, for loving us as you do and giving us eternal life for all those who believe. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us power to give our testimony, power to be a witness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, man. I have no clue what I said, but tonight I'll find out, and I'll probably say, "Oh, why did I say that? Why did I say that? What did I say there? Oh, don't say that, John. <laughs> let's don't let's delete that video. <laughs> That's kind of what I say oftentimes. I said I gotta delete that. That nobody's gonna watch that. Watch one. That one. That's why a couple times I've placed warning. Uh, this video, this message may offend you. <laughs> I'm very offensive to a lot of people uh, because I speak the truth. A lot of people don't understand the truth, but I speak the truth. And the truth is offensive to everybody. It is. Now, even to me, it challenges me constantly. The truth challenges me. And so I just, Lord, help me to receive the truth in my life. Hang on a second. to get my calendar out. The Holy Spirit said, get your calendar. I want you to read that the thing I told you. And uh, in the front, this is my uh, preaching calendar. As you can tell, I have a pocket calendar with all my locations in. I'm very diligent. This is December. This is uh, January. There's February. There's March. There's April. 
There's May, there's June, there's July, and here's August. We're right there. So we've got all this work done. We're right there. These are all my corners and all my locations. That's my Sabbath. Everything's all laid out there. But September doesn't have anything in it because I'm not the area. That's a couple things, but not much. Anyways, that's not what he wanted me to show you. It's this, this right here. Uh, this is a note he gave me a while back. He said, uh, keep preaching the truth. Because I was asking the Lord, I said, man, Lord, I mean, I'm having trouble. This is many, many, many months ago. Don't know, remember, I didn't put a date on it. Many, many months ago. And I was struggling. I was struggling because I had so much rebuke. He says, keep preaching the truth. People don't know the truth. You are to preach the truth. So that's right there. And that's what I'm living. I am preaching the truth. And the reason I'm preaching the truth is that's because I've been ordered by God to do it. But people don't know the truth. And I, John Shuck, preacher John, John Shuck, is to preach the truth. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's what I got to do. So uh, that's why, anyway. I think that's it. God bless you, man. I love you very much. You take care.